Welcome to Readers of the Lost Draft. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm Zach. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were done talking. Oh, yeah, I was. Okay. No, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> <this> <laughs> <laughs> it's a great start. Oh, always, always good. Yep. Yep, no mistakes in this this duo. No, never. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're talking about uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, this week, or this month, this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we try so hard. <laughs> uh, it's written by Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio, and this is the... First draft dated September 1st, 2002. Um, there's also a story credit with uh, Jay Walpert and Stuart Beatty. So, got all four of those guys. I kind of imagine that, like, they came up with a lot of this stuff before the script was actually written and kind of nailed down a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah. Uh, let's just get into it. Okay. So, uh, oh, before I get into it, uh, <laughs> the the script, this, this is the first draft dated September 1st, 2002. The movie went into production on October 2002. Wow. And then the movie came out in June 2003. So... Pretty quick turnaround from first draft. At Disney, it's a well ordered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So, um, a lot of this is going to sound familiar if you've seen the movie, but um, this is probably the closest script to movie that we've had yet. Yeah. But agreed. Uh, yeah. So, start out on the Caribbean Sea in the fog, and. We're on the HMS Dauntless, and there's a young Elizabeth Swan, and it doesn't exactly say what age she is, but um, we pretty much assume she's adolescent or something, and she's singing a pirate song, and uh, then she gets scolded by a guy named Gibbs, who says it's bad luck to sing about pirates, and then a guy named Norrington, who seems to be the captain... Wait a minute. Well, he's like the first mate, isn't he? Um, or up there. Well, it doesn't really say. I mean, ba- based on what it says in the script, it doesn't really mention specifically. It just says Norrington, a dashing young man, Royal Navy to the core. So it doesn't really. S- oh. Yeah, he's lieutenant. Is he? He's not. He's not the captain. Because Gibbs is like, hi, hi, Lieutenant. Oh, does he? Yeah. That's his line with uh, bad luck time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so Norrington's a, um, just a military man, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, he tells Gibbs to calm down and stop scaring the girl. And then Elizabeth says that she thinks it would be pretty exciting to meet pirates. And then... <laughs> Her father, Captain... Wait. No. Governor. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I was writing in here. I, I wrote her father, Captain Governor Weatherby Swan, so I don't know what's going on. All right, yeah, but her father, Governor Weatherby Swan, uh, comes along and tells her that they'll be landing in Port Royal soon and beginning their new lives, so we can assume that these people are moving. Um, and... Yeah, just a uh, a shout out. Zach's uh, Zach lives in Port Royal area. <laughs> I was gonna do that myself. I was gonna be like, <laughs> "This just in: recording out of Port Royal, Pennsylvania, <laughs> coming to you live, recorded from yeah. Port Royal." Yep. Um, but yeah, they uh, suddenly they see a figure floating in the water, and it's a boy, a young boy named Will Turner. And they haul him aboard, and then they see wreckage from a ship floating in the water. Gibbs immediately thinks it's pirates, and the others don't think so. And then Swan and Norrington decide to try to look for any other survivors. And Elizabeth is tasked with overseeing Will as he's laying there unconscious. But he suddenly wakes up, and then Elizabeth gets his name, and then he goes unconscious again. And then... She notices a medallion around his neck that has a skull on it. And she concludes that he's a pirate. <laughs> For some reason, I guess, I, yeah. gu- I guess a skull medallion would, you know, yeah. allude to that. But then uh, when Norrington comes along and asks about Will, uh, she hides the medallion and doesn't tell him about it. And then uh, she sees another ship moving through the fog and it has black sails and flies a Jolly Roger. And the skull on it is the same as on the medallion. And then uh, it looks like the skull turns and grins at her. And then she shuts her eyes and then we cut to eight years later. And then uh, Elizabeth wakes up and she is in her bed and she is now... 20 years old and it mentions that before she was 12 years old i mean it could could have could have written that earlier <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> yeah it's like yeah. yeah anyway uh she feels uneasy and goes to a drawer and pulls out the medallion oh wait i had a uh actually this is kind of stupid now i look back at it <laughs> But uh, I thought it would have been cool. Like, uh, I didn't really think about this until reading this time. Is there an easier way to say that? I didn't think about this until I read the script. Mm-hmm. It would have been very awesome if Will only survived this um, exploding ship because he had stolen the medallion and was uh, cursed. Yeah. But it's very clarified later that you have to steal it from greed. So yeah. That's why. <laughs> It would have been cool, I thought. But yeah. Still a good movie. It's really not a issue <laughs> at all. <laughs> well, that ruins the whole thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> How does boy survive? <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I guess they have her get the medallion out just so you know for a fact that it's the same girl or maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, then there's a knock on the door from her father and it startles her. 
And then she quickly puts the medallion on and hides it under her gown. And then her father enters with a box and he wonders why she's not up yet. And then the maid pulls back the curtains and reveals that it's uh, a big blue sky over Port Royal in the middle of the day. And uh, then her father presents her with a gift and it's a beautiful velvet dress. And she's curious as to the occasion. And he says, oh, it's no occasion. Just rush hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But uh, All of the places to put that. <laughs> but then uh, he kind Wait. of... What? The guy that says rush hour? Yeah. It's in Star Wars Episode Seven. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, I saw him up there. I'm like, what? <laughs> no problem. Just Force Awakens. <laughs> so random. Anyway. So, yeah. Then the father reveals his motives kind of by saying that she should wear it to the ceremony for Captain Norrington's promotion. And... Her father clearly wants her to date Norrington, and (laughs) then Elizabeth struggles to get into the corset, but finally gets it on, and then the butler interrupts to tell uh, Mr. Swan of a caller, and then the caller is Will Turner, now, you know, what is, eight years older, and then... (laughs) (laughs) Eight years... Older. <laughs> and Will presents Mr. Swan with his order, which is a dress sword and scabbard. And uh, Will has crafted the impressive sword himself. And <laughs> uh, uh, Swan is well pleased, but he compliments Will's master or whatever. The other, um, swordsmith. Yeah, which you know, Will's like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah, you just get the feeling that he's been doing this himself, and yeah, and he's so proud the other guy's taking then, the credit for everything. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Yeah. Oh, can you think of any casting yet? I just put the people from the movie and just. <laughs> Yeah, it's know. not very. It's not different enough to even think about other actors. Yeah, I think that might be a problem we have with this. Yeah, yeah. unless we cast each other as stuff, <laughs> you're probably will. Yeah, I guess makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> I'll, make, I'll make you uh, Jack Sparrow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could pull that off. <laughs> uh, oh, you could be Gibbs. There you go. Gibbs. Yes. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so, yeah, then uh, Will catches sight of Elizabeth standing, like, on the stairs. And uh, then <laughs> the script says, granted, the dress may be painful to wear, but holy smokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt like we were reading Spider-Man again for real quick. I was just like, no. <laughs> just escaped it oh Oh, yeah i was like who writes this (laughs) then i scroll back to the top and i read their names like oh (laughs) 
who did it. We'll have to figure out what else they wrote. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I start writing this stuff down for notes. Um, but yeah, then uh, Mr. Swan compliments her, and then Elizabeth tells Will that she dreamt about the day they met, and Will calls her Miss Swan, but she insists on Elizabeth, <laughs> but he insists on Miss Swan. And uh, then they go outside, and Elizabeth and her father board a carriage, and Mr. Swan is not happy about her familiarity with Will and her informality or whatever you want to call it. Straight rat scoundrel. <laughs> 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 yeah, I do like how um, she's probably a pretty good uh, Disney princess to aspire to. Yeah. She's like tomboy, but, you know. Yeah, I would say so. Whatever. She's pretty, uh, you know, headstrong. Yeah. I thought it was kind of funny, too, going through this. It seemed like if out of anybody, she was more of the comic relief. <laughs> yeah. Her and Jack, I don't know why. <laughs> it felt fresh. Yeah. Even reading it again. It's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I haven't seen the mo- I hadn't seen the movie in a long time. Yeah. Before I read it. But yeah. I, d- I did watch the movie this time as opposed to the past couple. <laughs> Just so that I could easily compare yeah. the two. I forgot to do that again. Yeah. Uh, Is this the one where they uh, use the upside down boat to walk underwater? Yeah. I think it's the only thing missing from the script that I'd, I'm glad wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, this in this script, I, there's a lot of scenes that are just kind of rearranged, and then they just kind of added a couple things, yeah. like little like whenever uh, I like whenever Will is waiting for Swan, mm-hmm. and he uh, he broke the chandelier thing, <laughs> and he just like looks around and he's like uh, just hides it. <laughs> I just thought that was a, you know nice little thing to add right yeah. at the end there. The script is very uh, meat and potatoes, I think. Yeah, definitely. With uh, also with great dialogue at the same time. Yeah, I'm very like for a first draft. This is like mm. all this stuff is like straight in the movie, like. Yeah. You know. I like to see how these guys write, like if they're side by side, like talking to each other. Oh yeah. I I always wonder about like collaborations like that. Yeah. Not our collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to how other writers co-write things. Yeah. You never really hear about that. You always hear about, like, how this one guy writes his scripts. Yeah. <laughs> you, never, you never hear about, like, joint ventures or anything. Yeah. I'd like to just see, like, a video of, like, a day in their writing, you know, just to see what it's yeah. like. But anyway. Uh, Off topic a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the script. Uh, so then... uh. We cut to Port Royal at Port Royal Harbor and on the docks and we we don't have a harbor here. <laughs> then why is it called Port? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah. but yeah, pirates ye be warned. Yep. Four pirates. Is that skeletons. from the ride? Probably. That would make a lot of sense. Um you should have rode the ride right before this. Ah. Mr. Opportunity. <laughs> but yeah, so four pirate skeletons are hanging from the gallows and uh, 
Then Captain Jack Sparrow sails by and salutes them. And then we see that he's not on some impressive ship, but a small fishing boat that's leaking. And he pulls up to the dock and stows the sail. And the harbor master remarks that using the boat is either brave or stupid. And Jack says it's remarkable how often those two coincide. <laughs> and then uh, Jack is about to walk off, but the harbor master stops him and says he'll need a shilling for the dock space and a name. And Jack offers him three shillings for no name, and the harbor master accepts. And then uh, Jack notices the ceremony happening at Fort Charles. And at the ceremony, Mr. Swan presents Norrington with the sword, then pins a medal on his jacket, and everybody claps for him. And Elizabeth is in the audience, <laughs> and uh, she doesn't look so good. And Oh, yeah, the uh, corset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then uh, Jack happens upon two guards. One of them is named Murtog, which I thought was funny from uh, Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so these two guards are guarding uh, Commodore Norrington's flagship, the Interceptor. Mm. And um, they tell him he's not allowed to be there. And then there's a lot of comedic back and forth as Jack just messes with him. And uh, he's saying how uh, the other ship over there, the Dauntless, looks a lot, you know, like a much better ship Why and why he would need this Interceptor. And the one guard says that the Interceptor is the fastest ship in, you know, everywhere. <laughs> and... Jack says that there is one faster and it's called the Black Pearl. And then one of the guards scoffs and says that the Black Pearl isn't real, while the other guard says that he's seen the Black Pearl. And then as they argue back and forth, Jack gets onto the interceptor and then they spot him at the wheel and stop him. And uh, they ask what his business in Port Royal is. And he says to steal the interceptor and pick up a crew at Tortuga, then do some pirating. <laughs> And uh, then Norrington walks with Elizabeth uh, as she has gotten up and kind of walked away from the ceremony because she's feeling not very good. And he tells her that he wants to marry her. And uh, she's uh, like looking really bad. And then she falls over a wall into the water. And uh, <laughs> narrowly misses some rocks. And that is the best <laughs> marriage proposal ever. Just there's a you know there's a second where he just thought she would rather jump off. That's <laughs> 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 uh, not too far from the truth. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> um. But yeah. So. Then uh, Jack sees her fall, and uh, the sailors tell Jack they can't swim, and <laughs> Jack sees that uh, Norrington and his men won't get to her in time, so he jumps in after her, and Elizabeth falls unconscious into the water, and something happens with the medallion to make the wind instantly calm and then pick up in the opposite direction, and then a fog starts to gather. And uh, Jack gets Elizabeth, but she's so 
uh, but she's heavy, so he unbuttons her dress so that they can reach the surface. And then the sailors help them up, and then Jack cuts her corset to allow her to breathe again. <laughs> and he spots the medallion and asks her about it. But before the question can be answered, Norrington has his sword at Jack's throat. And upon realizing that Jack rescued her, uh, he shakes his hand and thanks him, then discovers a P branded on Jack's arm, exposing him as a pirate. And then he notices a tattoo of a bird and knows that he's Jack Sparrow. And the- Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, I'm not, I'm not even going to try an imitation of Jack Sparrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then, uh, maybe, maybe if it was like half awake. Uh, I don't know. That's how he seems to do it. Yeah. That, the whole character is just like half hungover all the Pretty time. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, Norrington reveals that Jack's possessions are all really terrible uh, <laughs> his compass doesn't point north his pistol only has one shot and he doesn't have a ship and uh, Jack retorts that at least he's heard of him and <laughs> uh, Norrington has a uh, Man slap manacles on Jack, and then Jack takes Elizabeth hostage with his chain around her neck, and he asks for his gun and belt back. And then Jack does some impressive acrobatics and gets away without taking Elizabeth with him. And then Norrington and his men chased after him, and Jack gets to a blacksmith's forge and breaks his manacles off. And then uh, Will enters, and Jack hides. And then Jack shows himself with a sword leveled at Will. And Jack says that Will looks familiar. And then Will gets a sword and prepares for a duel because of Jack threatening Elizabeth. And then uh, the sword fight in this script doesn't last nearly as long as in the movie. I feel like they... I think the way they wrote it, they were leaving plenty of room for it. Oh, uh, yeah. That's how I read it anyway. But I actually like how they like uh they specifically mentioned the footwork that is required to yeah. keep the other person off balance. Mm-hmm. And that's how Jack almost gets so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um do a little rope of dope. <laughs> uh yeah, and then uh Jack is about to leave, but then uh Will throws his sword into the door at a spot that basically just locks it and then will uh picks up another sword and then they go at it again and after uh, another while of fighting jack gets his gun in will's face and uh will refuses to move out of the way of the door uh, the other door <laughs> the back door and then jack's bluff is it's in the back uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, the other guy that's in the forge, the blacksmith guy, who um, he wakes up and uh, knocks Jack on the head with a bottle. And uh, <laughs> Norrington and his men come in and capture Jack and then thank the blacksmith for uh, <laughs> catching him. <laughs> Just doing my civic duty. <laughs> um. Yeah, so far, all of this, this entire script so far is like word for word 
like exactly as it happens in the movie. Okay, then we cut to nighttime at Port Royal, and a fog covers the whole town. And then the Black Pearl arrives, and oh yeah, what do you think the uh, do you think the ship comes? I mean, uh, wow. Do you think that the medallion hit in the water is what summoned them? Mm. After all these years? Yeah, I, I could see that. Or maybe it was just the last piece anyway. I don't know. They they talk about that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> that what you're going to say? Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. It just seemed like something they'd like, slide in there. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth is in her bed reading when the flame in the fireplace goes out and the room goes black. And then we cut back to Will in the blacksmith forge, shirtless, as it says in the script. (laughs) (laughs) It specifically says that in the script. I don't know specifically what the point is. but Well, I guess I know what the point is, but... (laughs) That Disney sex appeal. (laughs) Yep. They got to hit all the target audiences. Um, but yeah, then, uh, he gets a strange feeling while looking out the window at the fog and he grabs an ax from the wall. And then, uh, Jack is with some other prisoners in a jail cell and, uh, Swan and Norrington briefly discuss Elizabeth's answer to the proposal when they hear cannon fire and Jack recognizes the cannon sound as the black pearl. And the Black Pearl is firing on Fort Charles and Port Royal. <laughs> I just like how every time they talk about Norrington and Elizabeth getting engaged, something bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, take a hint, dude. <laughs> At least Did he, she say yes? Well, boom! <laughs> <laughs> At least he realizes it earlier in this script than the movie. <laughs> All right, so then uh, more ships emerge from the fog. And pirates leave the boats and attack the town. And then Will arms himself with many knives and stabbing weapons. Then opens the doors and kills (laughs) the first pirate he sees. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He kills a one-armed pirate instead of a grenade pirate Mm. in the final movie. Yeah. So. um, It's hell on earth. (laughs) Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I forget where that's written. Me... Oh yeah, uh, <clears throat> everything starts exploding. Villagers panic, run for cover, dodge flying debris as best they can. If this is not hell on earth, then it's about to be. <laughs> All right, so then we cut over to uh, Norrington, and uh, he tells Swan to barricade himself in his office, and then just as he's about to. Mr. Swan runs face to face with a pirate named Kohler. And then more pirates are behind him. And then uh, Norrington uh, starts a sword fight with the pirate. And then uh, Elizabeth sees the chaos out in the town from her window. And then sees some pirates entering her house or coming up to her house. And then she makes a run for it. And uh, then a pirate named Pintle sees her and she locks herself in the nearest room where Estrella, the maid, is already in the room and wonders if they're here to kidnap Elizabeth because she's the governor's daughter. 
And then the pirates break into the room and Elizabeth fights them with the pan from her bed warmer. And uh, she doesn't last too long and then makes a run for it. Uh, And then she she makes it to the dining room and hides. And then Pintle comes in with another pirate and they search the room. And then he says he has, uh, she has something of theirs and it calls to them. And uh, Elizabeth realizes that they're talking about the medallion. And finally they spot her in the dumbwaiter. And we get, hello, puppet. (laughs) I'm glad that was in the first draft. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I could probably be that guy if you were the spinny eye guy. Oh yeah, there we go. That's that's who we are. That could be cosplay. Yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would totally do that. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> um oh, shit. Then uh they try to pull the dumbwaiter up, but she cuts the rope and falls to the kitchen. And then the Yeah, this is like this is pretty hardcore for her. Yeah. <laughs> Like her arm gets caught in the rope in between the her and the box. Yeah, it was like borderline diehard here. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah, this is, uh, pretty good stuff. She, I think they cut a lot of this out, didn't they? Yeah, they but kind of they pretty much stopped at the closet, right? Um, yeah, pretty much. It's um, yeah, they they extend certain action scenes, but then the other scenes they kind of cut down a little bit. So. Um yeah, I think I think what what happens is they cut the whole falling to the kitchen thing and instead jump right to the next part where they find her in the kitchen and she requests mm. parlay. Uh yeah. Um par parlay. <laughs> uh and she says it's part of the pirate code that if an adversary calls for parlay, then they have to be taken to the captain. And uh, Pintle safely, yeah. And then Pintle and the other pirate agree, and uh, yeah. So then we cut over to Will, and he sees her being taken by the pirates, and he gets attacked by a pirate who looks like the guy that he's already killed earlier, and then another pirate knocks him out, and then we cut to the jail cell with Jack. And the prisoners, and uh, the prisoners over in the next cell are set free by some cannon fire to the wall. And then Kohler and Twig enter, and they find Jack, and they already know him. And apparently Jack was marooned on an island by mutineers. And then he insults them, and Kohler grabs his throat. And in the moonlight, Kohler's hand is skeletal. And then uh, Jack realizes that they're cursed and that the stories are true. And then Kohler and Twig leave. And then Elizabeth is taken onto the Black Pearl and meets Captain Barbosa. And she says she wants to negotiate for them to stop the attack on the town. And Barbosa and the other pirates laugh at her. And she threatens <laughs> to throw the medallion overboard and they stop her. And Barbosa asks who she is, and she says Elizabeth Turner, a maid in the governor's house. And then Barbosa says to hand over the medallion, and they'll stop the attack. 
and she does, and they do. And the cannon fire ceases, and <laughs> they sail off with her, despite her protests to go back to the shore. I just love all of Barbosa's dialogue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one of the best. Yeah, for sure. Definitely one of the best aspects. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. Yeah, he's a great character. I like when she's throwing all the uh, proper words at him, and he, like he just like, I am disinclined to acquiesce to your request. <laughs> means no (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love how he's like i'm sorry you said a lot of big words there what does that mean (laughs) and then he immediately (laughs) counters it with a lot of big words yeah exactly and that hat oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and what about will getting hit in the back of the head with a torch (laughs) yeah yeah it's like not the doom (laughs) whap Yeah, they're pretty brutal in here. Yeah. I have to keep reminding myself it was a Disney movie. <laughs> like this and John Carter and Tron. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, man, they <laughs> Disney, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this script is kind of like uh, an intense PG-13. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like the movie <laughs> ends up kind of being like a medium PG-13. I was going to say like a hard PG. Yeah. Because it's probably what it was, right? It was actually, it was PG-13. Really? Yeah, it was like the first PG-13 Disney movie or something. That kind of makes sense now. But yeah, it's, I mean, like, definitely like intense. <laughs> and te- yeah. Like, definitely not like PG material. Like, gets gets yeah. a little uh, heavy. Yeah. But, uh... I feel like the final product was a lot goofier than this, too. Yeah, they definitely took a little bit lighter of a tone. Yeah. Even though this is comedic. Like I, like I said about the... Like, yeah. they definitely did bring some more comedy. Even though it's a lot of a lot of his word for word, they still kind of, like, lightened it up more somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Good directing, I guess. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I feel like a lot of the comedy and the script is in the dialogue mm, yeah but like i feel like uh they threw in like cartoony moments in yeah movie. <laughs> i think also Which, part you know, they kind of probably had to part of the thing in the movie i think is uh how johnny depp chose to perform jack sparrow because yeah. i i i mean that could have gone you know a number of ways but i think his performance brought a lot more goofiness to the movie Definitely, for Which, sure. I almost forgot. I read an interesting nugget of trivia that um, they had originally cast Jim Carrey as Jack Sparrow, but it wow. conflicted with uh, Bruce Almighty, so he ended up not being able to. I'd say it worked out both so, ways. Yeah. I mean, uh, that would have been interesting. I, I, ca- I can't <laughs> say that I really see that. I don't know. The Cash closest injuries? I can think of is um, the Dick and Jane movie. Mm, yeah. That's the closest I can think of for him to match this. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough to tough to say. Yeah. But I feel you like know, I, well, <laughs> he he's he surprised me. Yeah. I'll say that. So, I'm I'm sure he could have pulled it off. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So. Wait. 
What? Did, uh, was Lord of the Rings before this? Yeah, the first one would have come out uh, two years before this. Okay. Yeah, I guess uh, at at this point, um, I think Return of the King would have been coming out this year, 2003. Okay. Just wonder how uh, Orlando Bloom got the part. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. He was, yeah, I do remember he was in Lord of the Rings first. And and then I remember, like, like that's the first thing I've ever seen him in, which I think it's probably the first thing anybody ever saw him in. But, Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but, then, uh, but then I remember this coming out, and then I'm like, oh, he's in this. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so let's see. Where are we? Um, Will wakes up. And then runs to the governor's house or yeah. the governor's mansion and then sees the signs of struggle and uh, concludes that uh, Elizabeth is gone and everything. Even though he, he did see her be taken, but I guess he wanted to make sure. Uh, well, he was knocked out too. It might have. That's true. He might have confused. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then he runs over to Norrington's office and says, Elizabeth's been taken. And then uh, <laughs> Norrington and Swan are all like, yeah, we know. We got the <laughs> <laughs> We're well on top of this already, please. Yeah. And uh, uh, Will's adamant about going after the Black Pearl. but With Jack. Yeah, but he That's has... That's pretty much the only conflict here. Yeah. He has no helpful suggestions on where to start, but one of the guards mentions that Jack had mentioned the Black Pearl. And then um, Swan says the pirates left him in his cell, so he's no ally of theirs and no use to them. So he's like, no, we're not using Jack. And then Will's like, all right. And then he leaves and <laughs> goes to Jack's cell. And then <laughs> so inconspicuous. And then offers to break him out if Jack takes him to the Black Pearl. And then uh, Jack is reluctant at first, but only agrees after he recognizes Will and remembers his name. And then uh, Will helps him break the door off with a crash. And then Jack makes sure to get his pistol, belt, and compass. And then uh, they go to Jack's <laughs> dinky little half-sunken boat. And Will's hesitant to come aboard. The Jolly Mon. <laughs> This is actually the first part in the script so far that has been, like, different than it was in the movie, like, significantly. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, then Jack says that they're just taking the boat to go over and commandeer a better boat, the Dauntless. And then they sail across the bay to the Dauntless and hop aboard with pistols drawn and the crew laughs at them and says <laughs> they can't crew the ship with just two men. And the captain says he'll see Jack and will and will smile from the yard arm. And Jack offers them his boat, the Jolly Mon, to go back to shore. And uh, Will requires some help from some of the crew to raise the anchor. <laughs> and then, uh, the and then after helping him. I love how I love the captain in this scene. Yeah, he's just like I, I just imagine him like with his arms crossed, like all right, let's see you do this. I yeah. kind of want to see if he could pull this <laughs> off. Yeah, 
That'd be like a good spot for the cameo for the director. Oh yeah, that's sure. definitely what I would pick. <laughs> it's like okay, it's like they're okay. like like hey, we need help to raise the anchor, and they're just like, just go help him. Yeah, I, 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 I'll give you this one. I'll give you like a, you know a good head start. Let's see what happens. Oh, um, but yeah. Then after that, then the crew descends onto the Jolly Mon and Jack and Will start off with the Dauntless. But yeah, in the movie, like you were saying before, this is where uh, instead of going back to Jack's boat, they just hide under a boat. It's probably the same boat now I think about it. Maybe, but they were in the movie, they were uh, on the shore okay. with the boat where right. his was at the dock. Yeah. So they oh, yeah. they took the, they took one that was upside down on the shore and then just walked into the water. I liked it much better in the final movie where just him coming into the dock, the boat just disappeared underwater. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole way. <laughs> yeah. So much better. <laughs> yeah, it's uh I, I do like the little extended um scene of the takeover here in the yeah. script. Like in the movie, it just it's just like, um, they're like, you can't crew the two- ship with just two men or and whatever. And then he's like, um, I'm Captain Jack Sparrow or something like that. And then it, and then it just cuts to the guys on like a little, you know, yeah. life raft boat or like yeah thing. Yeah, this is much better because the captain's just like, okay, I'm not gonna risk you actually killing one of my people, so. He's going to do this, get more people after you. Yeah. It's um, actually like, it's just nice to have like side characters like that. Yeah. They don't really add anything, but they're smart. Mm-hmm. It just makes everything more believable. <laughs> Instead of just having stormtroopers, you know, yeah. bump their heads and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then uh, we go back to Swan and Norrington. And they <laughs> see the Dauntless sailing away from the dock. And Norrington looks through a telescope and spots Will and Jack. <laughs> and then uh, Will spots the Interceptor coming after them. And when it approaches, the Dauntless looks empty and unmanned. And then grappling hooks from the Interceptor pull the boats together. And then Norrington's men board the Dauntless. And they search f- for Jack and Will. But... They're now on the interceptor, and uh, Jack and Will are on the interceptor, and they do undo the grappling hooks and sail off with it. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh man, it's good. I like yep. that. I, I love- feel like uh, whoever. I feel like these writers really knew their nautical shit. Oh yeah. Like they're like, yeah, he needs a smaller boat for this. Yeah. And just the well, way they did it I was think, awesome. I think I read that they did actually have like consult. Or like hire a writer that like knew about stuff, so that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I like how um, <laughs> it like in the script Jack seems a lot more competent <laughs> than <Yes>. the movie. <laughs> the movie just seems like he's just lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, he definitely like thinks ahead here. Yeah, it seems like he's. Like in the script, it seems like he's definitely like five steps ahead of everybody all the time. Yeah. But yeah, so then uh, 
Norrington orders his men to sail after them and uh, fire at them. And he says it's better to see the interceptor at the bottom of the sea than at the hands of a pirate. And uh, But Jack and Will have disabled the rudder chain on the Dauntless, so it just kind of spins in circles. And <laughs> <laughs> Poor Norrington. Yeah. He's such a competent guy. Just, <laughs> it's the worst day he could possibly have. <laughs> yeah, Wait, he, me? He, <gasps> yeah, he's had a really bad couple days here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, shit. Um, Maybe that's why he's off his game. <laughs> but yeah, then we uh, cut back to the Black Pearl, which... Um, in the script, this happens a lot sooner than it does in the final movie. Yeah. Uh, in the movie, they they wait a while before going back to the Black Pearl, but um, it's the same scene. It's just put later in the movie. Uh, but yeah, so we're on the Pearl. Uh, Pintle enters Elizabeth's room with a dress and says that Barbosa requested that uh, she wear this dress as she dines with him. And she declines, and Pintle says that if that's the case, then she has to dine with the crew naked, and <laughs> she accepts dining with Barbosa. <laughs> and and uh, Pintle's like, "Oh, fine, take it." <laughs> <laughs> like he really thought he was gonna have a chance here. And uh, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> And uh, at dinner, Barbosa. Oh. <laughs> There's another moment where the writers are kind of like, um, here, Barbosa enters, followed by the pirates carrying trays of food, wine, blah, blah, blah. Elizabeth stands at the small table in the dress. Dash, lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and Barbosa, may it or not, it fits you. <laughs> Oh, I already forget what it was before. What was that term they used? For? When when she had the dress on before. Like, oh, yeah, holy smokes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh they tamed it down to lovely this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Barbosa couldn't afford it as nice a dress as the other guy. Yeah. But yeah, so apparently, yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So she's at dinner, and Barbosa tells her about the medallion, and he says that back when Cortez was killing his way through the New World, a priest offered him all their gold on the condition that Cortez spare their lives, and Cortez didn't oblige, and the curse, the priest cursed the gold with his dying breath. And the ship had horrible luck and ran aground on an island. And all the crew died, but one man buried the treasure before he, you know, died. And then uh, he caused the island to be cursed. And then Barbosa and his men took the gold and spent it up everywhere, but found out that they were cursed and that food and water can't sate their hunger or thirst, and that they were doomed to wander the earth looking for every piece of treasure they spent until it was all returned where it came from, and uh, that Elizabeth would be a blood sacrifice. So then 
A lot uh, of exposition. Yeah, yeah, a <laughs> lot of it. Um, it's probably cheaper than actually shooting like another <laughs> section. Yeah, obviously. What's cheaper than talking? <laughs> really? Yeah. But uh, oh, Elizabeth steals a knife. Yeah, she she gets the knife and she stabs Barbosa, which happens a lot quicker in the script because they kind of have a little bit of like a chase in the movie but uh yeah so she stabs him and he is completely unaffected by it and uh just pulls out the knife and is like i'm curious after <laughs> killing me what is it you were planning to do next and Love this guy yeah <laughs> And then uh, she's understandably horrified and runs out to the deck and sees that the crew is all skeletons in the moonlight. And uh, Barbosa says that the moonlight shows them for what they really are, neither living nor dead. They have all the desires of the living, but they are unable to satisfy them. Then Barbosa drinks from a bottle of wine, but the liquid just kind of falls through his bones. And then Elizabeth runs to her cabin and huddles in the corner. I just, uh, I remember watching the behind the scenes for this scene. Mm -hmm. The amount of work they put into, like, the special effects and everything. It was just layer upon layer that they made this look. All these skeletons. Oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Very good effects. Yeah, yeah. And, but, like. Oh, they didn't mention, they didn't mention the monkey once in this script. No, no, they didn't. <laughs> I just realized that. But, yeah, the. In the script, they just say the pirate the pirate crew works at their stations and they're all skeletons and stuff. Mm -hmm. But like in the movie, it's like a whole big like five minute sequence of her like yeah. running around and like being like tossed around by these guys and all that stuff. Yeah, I guess they wanted a much bigger reveal and make it more exciting and stuff. Yeah, now I think about it, the way they wrote it was just like disappointing compared to what they turned it yeah, into. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I finished a little seeing, bit more. <laughs> yeah, I finished reading that, I'm like, this is a little anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like she walks out and sees a couple skeletons, like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, like, that's all it is in the script. It just says yeah. they are not but skeletons. Yeah. Just capitalized skeletons. <laughs> I'm just like, yep. Yeah. And it kind of ended it there. And while Barbosa <laughs> still has awesome dialogue. Oh, yeah. And, uh, drinking the wine through his ribcage. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah, that one lasted in the movie. Uh, yeah. So then uh, we cut back to Jack and Will. And Will <laughs> tells Jack that he knows Jack knows his father. And Jack says that it's true. Um, he knew him as Bootstrap Bill, a pirate. And then Will insists that his father wasn't a pirate and threatens Jack with his sword. And then uh, Jack hits the sail boom into Will, <laughs> causing him to dangle above it fr from it above the water. And eventually Jack lets Will back on the boat and mentions they're headed toward Tortuga. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what they call it, Tortuga? That's my that's my best impression for Danny Trejo. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure we have Breaking Bad fans. Somewhere. Yeah, we got to. Oh, I'm sure. 
Uh, I'm sure uh, Mike's a fan of Breaking Bad. Probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's got he has good. He has good taste. Yeah. Love you. <laughs> yeah, I, f- I can't remember if this was like a little different in the movie or not. I feel like, it, I feel like it happens at a different time, maybe. When he's back on board or are we on the island now? No, no, no. The... Um, like Jack and Will on the boat and like the revealing that he knows his father and stuff. Um, I don't know. It's pretty well written. I can't imagine it being too much different. Yeah, I can't remember. I just like Jack's line or yeah, Will's like, he didn't fight fair. And then Jack's like, well, that doesn't give me much incentive to fight fair. And then does it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like in a fair fight, I would have beaten you. He's like, well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. But so then uh, they land at Tortuga, and this part is a little <laughs> bit different. Um, Jack, when they land, uh, Tortuga is full of all sorts of scum and like pirates and privateers, prostitutes, thieves, drunkards, and as Jack and Will. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you have to have one of those in your movie to make it great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They specifically mention a redheaded woman. Yeah. Uh, notices Jack <laughs> and slaps him. Yep. Because uh, she was in the ride. Was she? Yeah. There's specifically a redheaded whore somewhere in Tortuga. Really? Yeah. I, I, I really should probably, like, go on the ride at some point because, like... <laughs> It's kind of funny in the script. Jack doesn't really acknowledge these, these women at all. Yeah, they, just they slap him walk and walk up. away. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't like, even, he doesn't even try to it. say anything. Yeah. yeah. Which I did like they added that. He's like, I'm not sure I deserve that. And then I was like, uh, you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do kind like that. It was just a nice running joke. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, so Jack says to Will that they need a crew and uh, as they enter a pub called the Faithful Bride which is a uh, a painting over the door of a woman holding a bouquet in her chained and manacled hands <laughs> so creepy but yeah so uh, Just, I want the record to show that Eric licked his fingers to that <laughs> so good <laughs> Um, just as they're about to enter the pub another woman slaps jack a beautiful asian it says mm -hmm. and then they just go inside yep no that's (laughs) no reaction no other than that um and then uh inside the pub another woman named anna maria (laughs) slaps jack and says that he stole her boat. And in the movie, you don't meet her yet. You right. meet her later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sh- uh, she's like, you know, you stole my boat. Jack doesn't even acknowledge th- that. He just <laughs> says, have you seen Gibbs? <laughs> and then she slaps him <laughs> again. And uh, then uh, 
Yeah, he says, I borrowed your boat without permission. <laughs> and then, but yeah, her ship is the Jolly Mon that we saw earlier, which <laughs> not doing so well at the moment, but uh, yeah. he informs her that it's safe in the hands of the Royal Navy. And she's <laughs> not too happy about that. And he assures her that she'll get it back and, uh, or she'll get another ship. I think he's more of an asshole in the script too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Then, uh, Will calls Jack over and says the bartender knows Gibbs. So they go out back and talk to a drunken Gibbs, who is the man from the first scene. Um, but yeah, in, in the movie, they, they just go right to him. They don't bother with going to the pub first. Are you sure? Yeah. Like I guess the, you just watched it. Never mind. Yep. <laughs> they land, they <laughs> land on the Island and like they, they go, they, he gets slapped a couple times, but then they just kind of go up to Gibbs and, um, talk to him and then they go into the pub. Yeah. Cause they, they uh, didn't Jack say something about, oh, I know where to find all the drunks. Something like that. Um, in the in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how he found him. Yeah, but I I love how they took uh, the two buckets of water. That was in the <laughs> script as well. As yeah. <laughs> Glad that stayed. Yeah, he's uh uses one <laughs> bucket of water to wake him up, and then another bucket of water because he smells bad. <laughs> oh, and in the movie, he actually Gibbs did acknowledge that. Yeah. He's like, ah, yeah. But they just kind of cut from Will saying it. Yeah. That was for the smell. <laughs> Back to the faithful bride. Um, after they, you know, get Gibbs all kind of sobered up a little bit, they bring him into the pub and they kind of go into, I guess, uh, they're sitting at a table in the shadows. And uh, Will is away from them at the door, keeping a lookout. And... Uh, Jack says that he's going after the Black Pearl, and he says uh, something. He has something Barbosa wants, and points to Will, saying that he's Bootstrap Bill's son, and Gibbs agrees to get him a crew. And then uh, we cut to later on the dock, and a group of ragged men stand in front of Jack, Gibbs, and Will. Anna Maria is in the crowd. And uh, Jack says that they're sailing to Isla de Muerta to rescue Governor Swan's daughter. And then half of the crew runs away scared. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that addition to this script. Yeah. That was funny. And I, I also oh. like, like that there's a, uh, um, that uh, after everybody runs away, Will's like, shut up before you lose them all. And then Jack's like, these are the only ones worth having because they're the ones that stayed. So good. I was like, I think they, uh, did they focus on the Mr. Cotton and the parrot as much? Not in the movie. Not as much. Okay. I just love Gibbs. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Cotton's mute. And he taught, uh, (laughs) he taught the parrot to talk, but nobody knows how I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. Oh. He got his tongue cut out, so he trained a parrot <laughs> to do the talking for him. Nobody and nobody knows the parrot's out. name, so they just call him Cotton's Parrot. <laughs> I just lost it here for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Oh, 
Goddamn kids. And then and then uh when he uh Jack asks Cotton, Do you have the courage <laughs> and fortitude to follow orders and stay true in the face of danger and almost certain death? And Cotton's parrot says, Wind in your sails, wind in your sails and Gibbs is like Most that of that seems to be yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Such great writing. Yeah. It's hard to believe these guys worked on the third one. Oh, did they? Pretty sure it's them. If not, you can cut that. <laughs> I'm going to look that up right now because I feel like a jackass. <laughs> All right. Well, I know whoever wrote the second one, uh, I know they had to write the third one in the middle of the second one's production. Hmm. Uh,. According to Wikipedia, uh, <laughs> Ted Elliott and Terry Rossio wrote one to four, but they're not doing the fifth one by the looks of it. Hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, so they are credited for writing this. Well, I mean, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, we cut to the Interceptor. Um sailing through a thunderstorm and then uh wait let's mm. i like this scene too yeah um yeah it's just kind of a bunch of people running around trying to keep the boat afloat and uh then uh yeah there's not a whole lot and then uh yeah there is isn't this where they talk about jack's actual like backstory not quite yet no. it's a little bit later but oh wait this oh this yeah. is the black pearl yeah Still. yeah that i'm reading okay yeah so uh but yeah we're on the interceptor and it's a thunderstorm and uh so um jack seems to be like you know happy or whatever uh, Gibbs is like, "What's put your, what's in your head to put you in such a fine mood?" And Jack says, "We're catching up." So then, uh, we cut back to the Black Pearl, and uh, uh, they say that Isla de Muerta is in sight. And then we cut back to the Interceptor, and um, Jack holds his compass and gives orders on where to turn the boat, and. Uh, Will is skeptical about the compass and Gibbs informs him that the compass points towards Isla de Muerta, wherever it is, and uh, that Jack used to be the captain of the Black Pearl. And then he tells the story of how Jack was a cartographer and got the ship and then got a crew and said everybody gets an equal share, and the crew said that the location of the island should count as equal share too, and then he gave it up to them, and then they mutinied and left him on the island. <laughs> and um, Will asks about the pistol that Jack has with only one shot, and uh, Jack says that anytime someone's marooned on an island, he's given a pistol with a single shot for obvious reasons. And, uh, but he escaped and that, that single shot is meant for his mutinous first mate, Barbosa. So, yeah. yeah, this is, this is pretty different, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, in the movie, uh, 
they don't go much into his backstory. Um, they do mention that he was marooned, like that he used to captain the Black Pearl and that he was marooned and whatever. But then Will's like, how did he get off the island? And Gibbs just says something about he strapped a bunch of turtles together and <laughs> made a raft. Yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot lighter than what Jack says. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will's like, how'd you get off the island? Jack says, I didn't. My body's still there, rotting away, and I am but a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, also in the movie, um, Jack doesn't say about his pistol. It's Gibbs. Like, Gibbs gives yeah. all the info. And Which is weird because he just met him. Yeah. Recently. <laughs> right? Well, well no, maybe I, th- not. I think they used to know each other. There was eight years they could have been a pirate. So Yeah. But yeah, I think if I remember correctly in the movie, this little scene was kind of like split in half and like put in two different scenes. Mm. I I think half of this was added to a different scene or something. Yeah, it definitely seems like a block of exposition that you could break up easily. Yeah, because I think think the gun part was at some something else. Or no, the compass was for from a different scene, and oh yeah, and, and the the way he what did he say in the movie? Um, uh, you tell me. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> um, oh yeah, like uh, Will says something about like what's the good of a compass that doesn't point north, and Gibbs says something like, um, "Well, it would be good if like." if we're trying to find North, but we're not trying to find North, are we? Something like that. Yeah. That's nice. So that's a really nice short way to get rid of that. Yeah. And, and, and this one, like they kind of go on about it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, like he says, just because it don't point North don't mean it don't work. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, glad they fixed that. Yeah. So yeah, so then uh we cut over to uh Barbosa and his men and Elizabeth entering a cave on Isla de Marta and uh Elizabeth lays eyes on a mound of coins down one of the caverns. And then we cut back to the interceptor. And in the ride. I wonder if they used the ride for plot points because well, it kind of feels actually, like they did. Actually, I did read uh, on the—I think it's on the Wikipedia page, maybe—that uh, one of the notes from one of the producers about this first draft was to cut out some of the like obvious references to the ride or something oh, really? like that. Yeah, hmm. uh, I think that was it's one odd. of the few things that was, yeah. Because at the time, movies based on rides weren't doing so well, so they kind of wanted to make it seem like less of a, you know, obvious thing. Jurassic Park. <laughs> it's kind of a ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but when shit goes wrong at the Disney, the pirates don't eat the tourists. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
I wish I could remember that whole line right now, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy enough with it. But yeah, so anyway, we go back to uh, the Interceptor and they see Isla de Marta and on the island, Barbosa and his men get to the bulk of the treasure in uh, one of the caves, like one of the rooms in the cavern. Um, and then we cut back to Jack and his men rowing to shore from the Interceptor. And they go through a waterfall to a lagoon, which <laughs> this was specifically mentioned as like one of the parts that they had to cut because it was okay. too obvious of a reference to the ride. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, so then we go back to the pirates and they get to the main room with mountains of treasure, except for a spot in the middle and a stone chest with gold coins like Will's medallion and a uh, Barry's skeleton sit there and Barbosa says it's the treasure of Cortez won by blood demanding blood in return and then they grab Elizabeth and make a big production and then they just <laughs> prick really her do? finger and then a drop of blood lands <laughs> on the medallion and she's like oh that's it <laughs> yeah Pendle's like what'd you expect we're all gentlemen here right <laughs> I yeah I, I do like that yeah. You're just like, well, come on. <laughs> because catch your hand or what? They all get a good laugh out of it, though. So Yeah. Um, yeah. So then uh, Barbosa tosses the coin onto the pile <laughs> and the pirates just kind of wait around expectantly. Yeah. And then nothing seems to have happened. And Barbosa just shoots the pirate next to him and nothing happens to him. <laughs> I'm fine. He shot me. <laughs> so then uh, he asks Elizabeth, is your father Will Turner? And uh, she says no. And then he says that they need the blood of Will Turner's child. And as the pirates argue, Elizabeth looks up and sees Will on top of the pile of coins, offering her his scabbard for her to grab onto. And then she grabs the medallion back and goes with Will. And Barbosa sees them on top of the coins. And uh, then Will and Elizabeth ride down the mountain out of the cavern, sealing the entrance behind them. Mm. Um, which this part is a lot different than the movie. Because um, they kind of do like a back and forth cutting of uh, Will and Jack kind of sneaking into the room and like, you know, all this stuff and. Um, yeah. it's not like as much of a, you know, it, th this is a lot more swashbuckly, yeah. like old timey pirate movie thing, <laughs> but yeah. Cause they actually use a shield for a sled yeah. <laughs> to ride down the <laughs> coins. Yep. <laughs> I can just like hear like the, uh. 60s music in the background. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> the daring escape. <laughs> I, I want somebody to cut uh, a Pirates of the Caribbean trailer like an old like 40s movie now. Yeah. But yeah, so then uh, 
So then they meet up with Jack and uh, get to the outside of the island. And Jack says that he'll stay behind and fight the pirates. And they reluctantly <laughs> agree. And Will and Elizabeth run off to signal the ship. And then when the pirates catch up with him, Jack invokes the right to parlay. I just loved how he... He's like, I'll fight him. And then like, even give him another sword. And he just waits for him to show up so he yeah. can say parlay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see where... Yeah, and... In the movie, it seems like a lot less of like an intentional thing. He's just kind of like backed into a corner, and he's like, yeah, trying to remember like, like what's that thing? <laughs> <laughs> but in this, like, he's definitely just kind of like sitting. Oh yeah, he's leaning casually against a rock, just kind of like, all right, I invoke the right to parlay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yep. So yeah, Jack knows that the curse wasn't broken. Yep. Um, so because he had this whole plan. <laughs> yep, he stands confidently before Barbosa, and Barbosa just kind of threatens him. But Jack <laughs> is, you know, he's on to him. Jack, and he calls his bluff. <laughs> and uh, Jack's terms are that he gets the pearl back and gives Barbosa the name of who he needs, and Barbosa at first scoffs at the idea, but Jack says that he has to trust him because if Jack tells him the wrong name, Barbosa <laughs> would track him down and kill him. But if he tells him the right name, Barbosa will become and won't go near Jack because Jack would kill him. Which I love that line. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love, I love how he words that. He says, if I tell you the truth, you become... And you won't come near me because I know you'd I'd kill you. I like how he just uses the word become as like <laughs> he'll come back to life or whatever. Yeah. It's cool. Then uh Barbosa says that they need to get the medallion back because Elizabeth took it and Jack did not realize that she took the medallion back and he's like, Uh, <laughs> you mean you don't have it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and so then they take Jack away and put him in the brig. And then uh, Elizabeth tells Will about how she, uh, she got the medallion. And as the Interceptor sails, uh, they see the Black Pearl. And the Interceptor makes a smart maneuver and at full speed toward an island, drops anchor and spins around so its guns are facing <laughs> the Black Pearl and then starts firing. And uh, Jack is conflicted about who to root for in the battle. (laughs) (laughs) Don't blow up my ship. Um, I feel like they use this maneuver in another pirate movie. I think it was in the third one. No, no, I meant like another like. Oh, another cutthroat cutthroat island. I think they did that. I don't remember. I could be wrong. It's been a long, long time since I saw that. Yeah, it's like a pirate e break. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> but yeah, so then uh, the Black Pearl starts firing back at the Interceptor um, and the Interceptor crew sees that the sails are flying upside down and Gibbs it's, explains to Will, who is like the only person who doesn't realize this, that <laughs> that means that if they don't give up, it won't be just death but torture as well. And uh, 
Will doesn't want to give up, but Gibbs insists. And uh, then Will concedes. And then uh, the pirates come aboard and take control of the interceptor. And Will and Elizabeth are brought to Barbosa. Um, I feel like Will is a little bit more of like the main character in this script than the movie. You think? Yeah, I don't know. He feels a little bit more like the audience, like surrogate person. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, every time, um, every time Elizabeth was on mm-hmm. in the scene, I felt like she was the main character too. Yeah. Oh man, I love Will and Barbosa negotiating. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so when they they get on there, um, Barbosa is uh, unkind to Elizabeth and tosses her to the other pirates, and. Uh, Will grabs a gun and threatens to shoot himself if they don't let her go. And he tells them that he's the son of Will Turner, despite Jack telling him not to. <laughs> he's like, no, don't say anything. Um, but then uh, um, Barbosa tells him to name his terms, and Will's like, I already did. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh, oh yeah, wait, well, how does it go? Yeah, uh, it's uh, he's been shouting. Sh- she goes free this whole time, and then Barbosa is like, "All right, name your terms." She goes free. Yes, we got that part. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then he's like, "Oh yeah," and Jack and the crew. <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, them too." Free and unharmed, um, and then he says that if uh they agree, then uh. Will would remain with them. Um, and then Barbosa's idea of setting them free is to make them walk the plank. Yep. And <laughs> uh, Jack argues for a pistol. And he says, it's what you did last time. And it's what you're supposed to do to somebody who you're uh, marooning. And Barbosa agrees. And let's see, is it in this one that he tries to get a second pistol? Yeah. yeah, he tries to get a second pistol for Elizabeth, but Barbosa's like, I'll let you be the gentleman and shoot her and starve yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, there's another part where um, they're making the, the deal, mm-hmm. and Will says, uh, you must swear by the Holy Bible. Oh, yeah. Is that is that in the final? No. No, I don't think I so. I think so. Doesn't seem like a Disney kind of move. Yeah. It's kind of a little bit out of place. Yeah. Yeah, even even if it's not, not Disney, it just kind of sticks out. Yeah. Because they, like, they haven't like established Will as like some, I don't know, religious person or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. Uh, Eliz- to the island. <laughs> the, yeah, so now... Um, Elizabeth says that she won't walk into the ocean and that they'll have to throw her in. So they do. And yep. then uh, Elizabeth <laughs> swims down and unties Jack. And then they both swim to shore and they find out that it's not a very big island. And Elizabeth is trying to find a way to get off the island, but Jack doesn't think they will. And he's kind of just 
lounging around and not doing anything. And uh, then he uncovers a trap door leading to a pit full of rum barrels. And he says that the last time he got off the island, he waited for the rum runners to come through, but it looks like they're out of business, <laughs> thanks to Norrington. And uh, Jack gathers up some of the bottles and just starts drinking. And yep. at first, Elizabeth protests, but then she starts to take to the idea and starts drinking herself. And then after a few drinks, she teaches Jack a pirate song that she learned as a kid, the one that she was singing in the first scene. And he loves it. And then they just <laughs> rest on the beach. <laughs> and, yep. And then... Jack wakes up to find Elizabeth burning all of the trees using the rum <laughs> to send a thousand foot high smoke signal for the Royal Navy. And hours later, the HMS Dauntless finds them and Norrington is about to arrest Jack, but Elizabeth sticks up for him saying that they need him to find Will. And Norrington clearly has no intention of saving Will, but uh, Elizabeth says that she'll marry Norrington with the request that he does go to save Will. And uh, Norrington agrees and frees Dra Jack. And then uh, Norrington withdraws his proposal because he knows where her heart truly lies. Good man. Yeah. I, I like... I had a lot of respect for him. Yeah, I liked I liked that, um, that change in this script. Because... Um, in in the movie he doesn't do that until the end like the very end but i i do i do like that in this one how he's kind of like just a little bit more stoic and just kind of like you know i give up you know like whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to try you know i'm not going to force you and he, he doesn't seem like sad about it really he's just kind of like it is oh. what it is yeah I mean, that's how I read it. I don't know. Well, the way I read it, he's just like, ah, yeah, I tried. Yeah. It's probably about the same, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, but I mean, like, in the movie, like, he's a lot more broken up about it. Yeah. But anyway, then back on the Black Pearl, uh, Pintle tells Will that his father joined up with them after the mutiny, but it didn't sit well with him, and... Uh, thought that they deserved to be cursed so he sent Will a medallion so that they'd always be cursed and Barbosa tossed him overboard chained to a cannon down into Davy Jones's locker which do they even mention I don't remember if they actually even mentioned Davy Jones's locker in the movie yeah do they in the first yeah. okay maybe they did just about any pirate movie they'll mention that yeah I guess so <laughs> kind of yeah. It's kind of a prerequisite. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then back, back on the Dauntless, Jack and Elizabeth discuss that they haven't told Norrington everything about the pirates and how they can't be killed. And then they catch sight of the island, and Norrington has his men take Elizabeth to his quarters for safety. And Jack convinces Norrington to let him go first and trick the pirates out to them. Then they can blow <laughs> all the pirates to hell. And then 
Barbosa says that Turner blood isn't pure in Will's veins. Um, so they'd best play it safe and spill all of it rather than a drop. And <laughs> so then uh, Will just kind of swashbuckles his way out and <laughs> down a ravine and says that they deserve to stay cursed. And Barbosa orders his men to find them or to find him. And uh, I, I feel bad for Barbosa because it's just like, <laughs> oh man, it's just like constantly he's losing everybody. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so then uh, Will runs into Jack, who tells him to follow him, and then back to Norrington and his men who land on the beach, and then back to Jack and Will who come to the room with the treasure and Barbosa and his men have them flanked and they grab Will and Jack and Jack has intentionally led Will right to the pirates. And just as Barbosa is about to slit Will's throat, Jack says he doesn't want to do that because Norrington and his men are outside waiting to shoot them all the second they step out of the caves. And it'd be better for them to wait until they kill all of Norrington's men to kill Turner. The reason being, then Barbosa has two ships and he can take the bigger Dauntless and let Jack captain the Black Pearl for 15% of the plunder. So then Barbosa agrees and sends his men out through the other exit. Um, then uh, we see the skeleton pirates moving along the lagoon floor and they climb up the anchor chain onto the Dauntless. I love that visual, by the way. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was that was really really good. Then Elizabeth rows out on a longboat, and two sailors on the Dauntless hear noise and think it's ship rats, and then they <laughs> get overtaken by the skeleton pirates, and they're wait. <laughs> we have to read that dialogue. Okay. <laughs> Where is it? It's uh well, oh yeah, the tall sailor. Yeah, is, am I gonna be the tall sailor? Or are you gonna be the tall sailor? It makes sense. All right, <laughs> ship rats, <laughs> big ones. Hate those things. Taste oh. Oh wait, oh yeah, that is me. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, you gotta uh, cut that. All up right, yeah. Well, let's let, let's re, let's restart. <laughs> let's just restart. Okay. Take two. <laughs> ship rats, big ones. Hate those things. Taste all right though. That they do. <laughs> I don't think that made it, did it? <laughs> no, no. Did that make it to the final cut? No, I don't think. I, I don't remember that. I don't think that made it. Seems like I would stand out. Yeah. <laughs> Those Royal Navy guys eating ship rats. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense for like the pirates or something, but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um,. So, yeah, these two guards or whatever are tossed overboard. And then uh, on the Black Pearl, some pirates have a mock feast, like practicing for when they can actually eat food and stuff. I'd do that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, First, I'm going to have this. (laughs) And they don't notice Elizabeth boarding. And then uh, Norrington and his men on the beach are surprised by cannon fire from the Dauntless. And then uh, we go over to Will, 
who is upset at Jack. And then Jack tosses him a sword and then draws his own sword and starts fighting the pirates. And Barbosa is understandably upset about this. (laughs) (laughs) And if I was like, if I was a pirate in this universe, I'm pretty sure I'd kill Jack the first chance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. Double crosses every single person (laughs) he comes in contact with. Yeah. Oh man. And then uh on the beach, Norrington and his men fight the skeleton pirates and suddenly cannon fire comes from the Black Pearl, which is captained by Elizabeth with Gibbs, Anna Maria and Cotton, and the Black Pearl is firing at the Dauntless. And uh then Barbosa fights Jack while another pirate fights Will and <laughs> Barbosa stabs Jack and he stumbles back into the moonlight revealing himself to be a skeleton. Then he takes out a piece of Aztec gold and says he couldn't resist stealing one. And then uh, Barbosa fights with him and suddenly Jack takes out his pistol and shoots Barbosa. And Barbosa thinks he wasted the one shot but Will reveals that he's standing over the Aztec chest bleeding from his hand and Barbosa <laughs> starts bleeding and he falls. And then on the beach, the Navy starts killing the pirates and the others see that they're mortal again and immediately surrender. And the Black Pearl comes alongside the Dauntless and Jack's crew overwhelms the pirates. And then uh, Jack cuts his hand and drops his coin into the chest. And then uh, Jack, Will, and Norrington gather together on the beach and Elizabeth sees them and... uh, she hugs Will. Oh. <laughs> it, um, what's well, Jack Norrington and Will all at the same lined up? They're all huh? lined up, isn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they like they're all waiting to turn to her and see who she hugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like running out. She's <laughs> like, uh, wait, what is her line? Oh yeah, she says, "You're all right." You're all right. And then, <laughs> and then they're all like, uh, "Which one?" <laughs> and then yeah. she hugs Will. Um, and the other two are just like, mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yep. And then we go back to, oh, and then, uh, she kisses Will. And oh yeah. They made a big deal about her wearing men's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. She earlier, <laughs> she some... was like, I w- I need a change of clothes and they give her men's clothes and, and Norrington's like, it's not fit for you. She's like, I can wear trousers. And then right here, Will's after they kiss her. Oh, they hug. And then he's just like, Miss Swan, are you wearing trousers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, then the kiss. Yeah. And then uh, we cut over to Port Royal. And Will is on trial. And Norrington says that this is a rare ex- exception where piracy ha- was the right course of action. And then he extends a pardon to Will. And then uh, Gillette, uh, who is a... um, He was the captain of the uh, Interceptor first. Right. No, Dauntless. Right, right, right. And then Then he's like, all right, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, he he comes (laughs) in and tells them that Jack and his crew have escaped. And then we cut to Jack 
getting onto the Black Pearl with Anna Maria and Gibbs and then sailing away smiling, singing uh, Elizabeth's song. Oh, and it's revealed that Norrington was the one that let him out. Yeah. As there's a reward, he's given Jack a, a day's head start. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, this ending is a lot different than in the movie. Because in the, in the movie, um, Jack is the one about to be hung. And then <laughs> Will comes up and says, hey, you can't hang him. And then he goes and frees Jack. And then Jack, you know, runs off. And then um, Elizabeth stands up for Jack and Will and everybody. And then that's when Norrington is like, well, I see where your heart truly lies. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I kind of like this better, even though like this one's more like a tied up happy ending, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, both good endings. I mean, like but... one thing I, I like is how um, like Will's on trial and then Norrington's like, well, did a lot of bad things, but I guess it was the right thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just love the um I could just like visualize perfectly Gillette running in and being like, Sir, Jack and his crew have escaped. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I could, I just imagine it's ridiculous. A- anytime somebody like mentions Jack or like they see somebody getting away, I just be- see him like <sighs> like sigh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh man. Oh yeah, I was um, I was laughing and snorting earlier because uh, we were reading the line about um, the good pirates taking over the pearl again. Oh yeah, it was Anna Maria Gibbs and Cotton, mm-hmm. and I just for a very quick second imagined Cotton Hill <laughs> as Cotton. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Um. Um, the only other notes I came up with was um, for recasting. If this mm-hmm. is like a animated movie, <laughs> like I was trying to place everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure who Jack would be. Uh, it would have to be Mickey or Goofy. <laughs> <laughs> like if Disney just put all the, like their animated characters yeah. in him. Yeah. Because I came up with Donald Duck for Will. Oh, yeah. And then Elizabeth with Daisy. And then uh, the governor with Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it's kind of hard to actually do that. Yeah. Make it work. Hey, I mean. Barbosa <laughs> should actually be uh, Scrooge McDuck with his mountain of gold. Yeah, maybe. It's just a stupid exercise. <laughs> Because I really had no notes to make. Yeah, I know. It's like, I mean, a lot of it is like word for word exactly as it is in the movie. It's just that some of the scenes got rearranged and some of the action scenes were like extended by like 10 or 20 minutes in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're actually like set pieces. Yeah, yeah. Whereas when they were writing this, it just seemed like they were like, uh yeah, I guess they're gonna do some sword fighting here. Yeah, this will go there. I feel like they didn't expect the budget they got. That's the kind of the <laughs> feeling I got getting to the end of it a second time. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's like hard to compare this to the movie, like on terms of like what you like better, because it's so yeah. close. Yeah. Like I feel like there's more realism in the script. Yeah. But uh, I think it worked as a Disney movie to like lighten it I up think, a bit. I think I think that's the thing. As the movie, I like it better as a Disney movie. But as the script, I think it would work better as a not Disney movie yeah. than the movie did. Yeah. It could have been so much darker yeah. <laughs> if it was anybody else. Like, imagine if Lionsgate got a hold of this oh, man. and went through with it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like, oh, man, zombie pirates. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was good. Oh yeah, I can't really think of anything I don't like about the script. Just, like um, honestly, I feel like it could easily have just gone into production as is. Yeah. Like if I if I read this, I would be like, yeah, that's fine, fine as it is, just go yeah. with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys did a really good job. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, they did four more together. It's uh, a lot better of a job than uh, a lot of the other scripts that we've read so far. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, Wish I could write first drafts as good. I know, right? <laughs> well, maybe we will with. Uh, oh French yeah, there you go. <laughs> 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 oh man. Oh, that working title. It's, <laughs> it's a working title. <laughs> yeah, we, the last one we did was Office Space. That's right. Yeah, that was pretty good too. Yeah. They probably did two drafts as well. Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty close. All right, so <clears throat> let's see. What do we got coming up here? Uh, I think I picked this one, didn't I? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if there's any movies coming out in April that oh. Oh, yeah. we should, you know. Yeah, we, we actually should have done coincide. like a Batman or Superman. Well, that 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 one will for this month we should have for this is that that's this month is it? I'm pretty sure. I'm gonna double check that. Maybe you're right. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause uh, is oh wait, it... no, it's uh, no something else is this month. Um, let's see here. Okay, so no, it is this month. It's it is? the end of the month. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we should do a Batman one for the next, because it's it's like the last weekend of the, or the last week of March, so we could get one out by March first or April first, and then, you know, kind of be on time with it. Yeah. Um. Well, we have a Batman and a Superman, don't we? Uh, let's see. Yeah. We have Batman, Batman 2, and Superman. Oh, yeah, Superman by J.J. Abrams. Yes. Ooh. That's pretty... Uh... <laughs> that, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I think I'm more inclined to a Superman by J.J. Abrams than a Batman by Sam Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Wait. Maybe we should try to stagger this in terms of quality that we expect. <laughs> Because we had uh, uh, Holes was all right. And then uh, what was after that? Uh, I, I think I'd remember this. Yeah, we uh, then we did Spider-Man. 
No, no, we did Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is good, right? Uh, it started out good. Yeah, that's right. It yeah, it, it got worse as it went on. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then we did Spider Man, which that was, was it was a thing. <laughs> yep. All right, so do we want to do Superman, or do we want to almost try for a <laughs> a chance at not a good script, just so that we don't use we'll up all the good scripts? <laughs> <laughs> what else? I don't. Let's, mean, okay, let's see. I think you nailed it right away. It's <laughs> Batman by Sam Hamm versus <laughs> Superman by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> Yeah, this Batman was written in 86. I can't imagine how good it's going to be. I mean, okay, so Sam Hamm, he is the guy that eventually, like, is credited with the screenplay for the Batman in 1989. Michael Keaton, right? Yeah. Like, he... So well, he, he, is he, the had, actual... he did... Well, okay, well, he's credited <laughs> with story... And then he's co-credited with screenplay with a guy named Warren Scarin. So it's possible that like he's credited because of his first draft contributions, and then somebody else came in and rewrote it. Yeah. But I don't know <laughs> any of that for sure. Okay, I'm just gonna read the first line. Okay. Just uh, <laughs> this is the impression I'm getting off of it right away. Exterior cityscape night. The place is Gotham City. The time, 1987. Once removed. Like, what did I just read? <laughs> Should it be like exterior cityscape Gotham City and describe it? No. And the time, 1987. The next year, I... after the first draft was written. Oh, man. I'm not expecting much from this now that I've read that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's up to you. I'm fine with reading good scripts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, once saying, we run out, then it it's out all there. bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. You know what? Let's, it's up to you. Let's just do the J.J. Abrams. Because okay. the Sam Hamm hasn't written much. He wrote the Batman, and then he did. He has a story credit on Batman Returns, and he wrote Monkey Bone, and that's about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember how I feel about Monkey Bone, but it's not good. I remembered liking it, but I haven't watched it in a long time. I think I was—I might have been too young for it. Uh, Until I look at the year, I'm gonna be like, oh no. <laughs> so yeah, all right. So, all right. Next time we will be doing Superman by J.J. Abrams. Uh, okay. all right well thank you for joining us for another episode of the readers of the lost drafts um yes we still don't have a scripted ending yet yeah (laughs) do we Uh, oh maybe we'll try to figure something out next time but anyway i'm eric i'm zach goodbye mr anderson Thanks for listening, and great script. Yeah. 
Well, do we give a rating or at all, or is there no point since it's so, you know? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I don't know, four and a half? Yeah, four and a half sounds good to me. All right, four and a half. Good. Yep. There you have it. (laughs) See ya.